Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from Max 6 Entrepreneurial Workspace right here in Tempe, Arizona, where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. And I'm excited today to be sitting here with Jupiter Rings himself, Mr. Jason Higgins. Welcome back to the studio. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. It's, it's been a while. 2019, I think, is what we thought, yeah, right? Yeah, 2019. And were we years. here at Max 6, but in the other building upstairs? Yeah. Yes. I remember walking a flight of steps or something like yep. that. Yep. And who, <laughs> do you remember who we had on with you? I think it was Green Magazine, if yes. I'm not mistaken. It was Dory we, we Morales. Sustainability. With, yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So interesting that somebody who would have a not not a buffalo sauce, the buffalo sauce would be on with Dory Morales (laughs) and Green Living Magazine. I love it. And you've been super busy uh, since then. So let's have you. We'll back up the train a little bit so we can introduce yourself and then talk about, obviously, your product and then some of the great new things that have been happening since you were on last with us. All right. My name is uh, Jason Higgins. I am the owner, CEO the sauce boss of Jupiter Rings uh, Buffalo Sauce, and now the the new owner of Jupiter Rings Wings and More, the restaurant out here. So the cool thing about our restaurant out here is everything on our menu is either traditional or vegan. So we, we aim to please everybody in the whole valley. So great. And you have a grand opening coming up. Yeah, I have a grand opening on uh, my West Valley location off of Union Hills and 91st Avenue. July 29th, which is my birthday. Happy so, birthday, thank you. early. Who love works that. on their birthday? You do? <laughs> yeah. Right. The Sauce Boss. You're right. I love that title. <laughs> so tell us about how you got started with the idea that you'd actually be bottling and selling buffalo sauce. And I want to say you're in over 4,500 stores. Yes, correct. Worldwide. Yep. How does that happen? Luck, I guess I want to say, but just persistence and, and being consistent with my product. I have a great brand. I got it started back in 2017. And what had happened is I never thought on the small scale of things. Like when I made my first bottle, I actually walked and took it to a store close by back in Kentucky when I lived there. Like two days later, she emailed me back, or maybe it was a day later, she emailed me back and was uh, asking me for five cases. <laughs> So I didn't know what to do. So You figured it out. Yeah, definitely. So i just been rolling that train ever since. I moved to Phoenix probably like three months after that. And some of the stores back in Kentucky that I had sold to three months that I was uh, had started didn't want to pay for shipping. So I had to start pretty much all over again in Phoenix. So my method to madness was, as I started door dashing out here, every restaurant that I went to, I took a bottle of buffalo sauce to, to the owners and dropped it off. Wow. So that's not luck. That's hard work (laughs) and perseverance. How did you come up, not necessarily come up with the recipe. I don't expect you to tell us the secrets behind it. Why, why Buffalo sauce? Like what, what's the Me and my son, we always like had game day food on Sundays. You know, we're big sports junkies. We watch football. So I always made a special sauce for us and we loved it. And then when I quit my nine to five, I didn't know what I was going to honestly do. We started like t-shirts and jackets with a logo and, it didn't, we gave more away than we actually sold. And I was like, I was telling my son, I was like, man, maybe we should sell this sauce. Because I was making it for a, a wing restaurant back in Kentucky, and they loved it. And for some odd reason, I, she, the, the owner was asking me if uh, I wanted to give her the recipe, and I told her no. But I didn't know why, because I should have given it to her, because I wasn't thinking about bottling anything at the time. And it just took off from her. 
you know, we called it Jupiter Rings, took it to the store, and I just took it and ran with it. And when you say you quit your nine to five, what were you doing before? I was working in a warehouse in a receiving department and project management for a small local company in Nicholasville. But it kind of like kind of went full surface to what circle of what I'm actually doing now because I had gotten a good rapport with the labeling company that we dealt with there. They're the ones that actually do my label with Jupiter Rings. Perfect. So did you grow up thinking you wanted to have your own business? Well, I watched my stepfather. He had his own cleaning business, and I would help him when I was anywhere from 10 to 13 just going to clean out banks and stuff. But no, I I never thought about having my own business, honestly. Fascinating. And you've got this real chill vibe about you. Are you always like that? You're just always just kind of humming right here? I'm pretty laid back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty laid back and just chill, you know. Where is the sauce made? Is it here locally? Yeah, I have a co-packer here that that actually makes it now because I I just don't have time to make that much sauce. And it's made here locally. I can't only imagine for 4,500 stores. Yeah. I signed the NDA. They make the sauce, and they distribute it for me as well. And Mm -hmm. I pay them a nice fee to do it now. The first restaurant opened in? May of 2020. I opened during COVID. I was just going to say, 2020, if I'm doing my dates right. Yes. How did you, well, yeah. How did you decide to do a restaurant and why a restaurant? And then and then I, I've got to hear the COVID story, too, because who's opening a restaurant in the middle of a pandemic? Right. Nobody. <laughs> I, didn't, I wasn't even thinking about COVID at the time, honestly. I mean, I know it was going on, but it, it wasn't in my mind, even though I look back at it now. But we were standing in some apartments and right next door, there was like a little convenience store. And the owner let me just start, set up a 10 by 10 tent with a little household fryer and some chicken wings and started letting me cook. And then I started going to college uh, for a nutrition degree over at Glendale Community and ASU. And I did like a big pitch competition. I placed second place in that. But somebody had reached out to me and was like, man, have you thought they had known about me selling wings on the side road pretty much? (laughs) But they asked me, they were like, have you thought about opening up your own restaurant? And they found me a space, a real small space off 12th Street after that. I talked to the owners that day, and they liked my idea, and I just made it happen. Like, two months later, I was open. Again, who does that? Right. I know. I don't know. I think I'm crazy sometimes. (laughs) In in the most beautiful of ways. Right. And now a second location, only a handful of years later. Well, that's the part where sometimes when life hits you, life hits you. May 2020, I had my first location. By October 2020, we had four locations going around the valley. Oh. And my son was managing them. This was his dream. I just want to sell sauce, but he wanted to do the restaurant. He turned 18 that month uh, in October, and he went out to his first high school party out here, and somebody uh, laced him with fake ecstasy. And? And um, as of right now, he has anoxic brain damage, so he can barely walk, talk, anything like that. So I pretty much had to shut down everything for about a year just to to take care of him and make sure that he was okay, pretty much. Uh, obviously did not know that. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if you know my story, but I took about a year and a half off when my ex-husband, who at the time was married, we were married. It was right, right after, actually, it was 2019, October of 2019. Mm-hmm. Mike attempted suicide and survived a gunshot wound. And I took wow. almost a year and a half off to try to find my way through that chaos and help, you know, help him come back into his own being. And as a business owner at the same time, managing. It's hard. Oh my gosh. I mean, life is hard 
anyway. Absolutely. (laughs) Add trauma and chaos to that. And it's, yeah. Wow. I didn't, I didn't know that about your son. And is he here locally then? He was. My parents have been like the best. My dad actually retired some months after it happened. And he said, Jason, we don't want you to quit doing what you're doing. Let us help you. And I fought with them all the way to the airport. But as of now, I, I made the decision for him to go back home to Kentucky and live with my parents. And he gets therapy there at the University of Kentucky. So good. And uh, he's making progress on from what the doctor says that he was not supposed to make it. Right. And, I mean, every stroke, he had strokes and heart attacks and cardiac arrest. And his goal right now is to walk on his own and, and to make it. And he still has that willpower and he's still fighting strong. So and he's like, Dad, you got to open back up the restaurant. You know, he's like, you got to do it because he his goal is to open one back up in Lexington as well. So I'm like, I'm going to chase your dream for you. Incredible. Other siblings beyond just? Yeah, that's the part of the, when was the last time we seen each other? 2019? Yeah. Me and my ex-wife have three kids under four now. <laughs> oh, my so, goodness. So not only dealing with that, I was dealing with uh, breaking. I had four breakings in eight months with my last location, so I closed that down. And then we was having children in the midst of that. So it, it was a lot. It was a whirlwind of things. So I was supposed to be happy, but I was dealing with a lot, you know. And so now I have two more sons, and then the baby is my daughter, which is, if anybody knows me, they always know, you know what I'm saying, I wanted a daughter. But I'm father first, businessman second. And if people know me, they know that I give my kids the world, you know. Mm-hmm. They love them. They're pretty funny. But, yeah, I have a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a one-year-old now. Oh, my goodness. And, and, that, and your busy. son's 20? Yeah, my son would be 21 this yeah. year, actually, in yeah, October. Yeah, 21. It was, it, the funny story with that is, is not only him, but my four-year-old has been around since everything has happened, it evolved. I was um, taking him to a preschool tour probably uh, at the end of last year. And inside of the actual class, they had, like, a little register section and a little kitchen. <gasps> and I seen and it, it shocked me and it blew my mind. He walked up to the register and was like, hello, welcome to Jupiter Rings Wings and more. So and that's what put, he knows. Yeah, it put it put that in my head, and I was like, I got to do this again. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you, you mentioned a, a moment ago that, you know, having babies is supposed to be the happiest time of our yeah. life, and yet, you know, crazy chaos was going on. When my now 29- and 27-year-old were, I don't know, two and four, I wasn't in business for myself at that point. I was still working for school districts, and I was dealing with postpartum depression. And right. I remember my husband back then saying to me, this is supposed to be the happiest time of your life. Why aren't you happy? And I thought, gosh, you're right. Yeah, I should be. And right. I don't know why. And I've since gone and figured that out, and I've taken care of it, and I've, I've done what I need to to enhance my life mental health-wise. Right. But, boy, it's it's tough. Yeah, it <laughs> it's is. It's tough to juggle everything, and yet we all we all do it. Yeah, and I, I just literally, like, last year just had to take – I still sold the sauce, but I took, like, just that time off to find that perfect balance between family and work life, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm like, I don't want to miss them growing up because me and my oldest son, we was pretty much raised – I mean, we pretty much grew up together. Yeah. So I got to enjoy them last year and stuff like that. But it's been fun, man, with them. Them kiddos of mine, man, they're, they're a hoot. Everybody amazing, loves them. They? Yeah. And my four-year-old, because I have separation anxiety from my four-year-old, to be to be perfectly honest and vice versa. But I call him my golden child, man, because, like, he got me through a lot of rough times, man. He got me motivated 
I'm up glad to hear that. We yeah. need more we need more of the boss sauce or sauce boss, sauce, sauce boss. boss. Yeah, the sauce boss. <laughs> so you had you had four locations. Yeah. Are any of them currently open? No, I, I closed the last one down because and it wasn't because of that situation. It was because it was in downtown it was off 19th Avenue in Northern, which is an Albertson shops in a nice area, I thought. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Being from Kentucky, I don't know the full layout of the land, but I have four break-ins in eight months. Oh, gosh. And the homeless, you know, they was breaking in, stealing monster energies and stuff like oh. that. And we tried to get it back open, but it, it just got to the point to where I was just mentally done. I was just like done. I don't want to, I just wanted to cook food. I didn't want to have to worry about dealing with the rest of the stuff. And truthfully, just want to make sauce. Right, absolutely. <laughs> but, so, now you, but now you are committed to making sauce and cooking food. Yeah. So that you can continue to. I, I took it out to where we, I mean, we, we live in Peoria. Obviously, it's a nice, lovely family town out there. Mm-hmm. And we go to church out there. We do everything. I coach sports. I deal with the youth ministry out there. So I was like, let's just open up one close to the house, you know? Yeah, so good. And so the crossroads again for? 91st Avenue and Union Hills. Okay. So we're excited, busy as a bee with that. And we got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of cool stuff going on right now. It sounds like it. Yeah. And we have this beautiful woman who's just arrived in the studio. We're going to get her headset on and get her close to the mic. (laughs) Welcome. Hi. How are you? Yep, we'll have you push up real close to the table if you can and get right in front of that mic. Introduce yourself. We're going to have you just jump right in. I'm glad you're here. Okay. My name is LaWandra Thomas. Um, I'm a very good friend of Jason's. And I have interior design line, I mean, company and a swimmer lingerie line. And I'm starting a nonprofit. That's what he said before you got here. (laughs) And you also help him on the packaging side and the actual sauce. Like Amazon business. Yeah. Yeah. You both are extraordinarily busy, (laughs) and you're going to be a mama. Yes. Is this number one for you? Yes. Congratulations. And I was just telling him, like, I completely got lost. I have, like... Brain fog like crazy, so it's, it's okay. We'll make it yeah. easy on you. But I, I'm really glad you're here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you. I'm glad you, you stuck with it long enough to come and join yes. us. So how long have you two been working together with Jupiter Rings? So probably since, what, 2019? Yeah, like 2019, 2020. Yeah. yeah, so a while. Yeah. And wh- how is, what has it been like for you to watch this go from, you know, just a handful of accounts to now being all worldwide? Um, I'm really proud of him. Like, um, he's come a very long way. I talk about him a lot to everyone. Like, it's just, I'm really proud of him. He's a great businessman, a great father. Like, he's a good moral model. And I, I said earlier before you got here that he hums, it seems like it. Tell me, <laughs> tell me if I'm wrong, though. But he's just, he's chill. Mellow, yeah. He's chill. Like, just, just. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not me. I'm like, whoop, 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 yeah, whoop, Up and down. Yeah. <laughs> That's me, too. I was telling him, I was like, I have anxiety. I've never done anything like this, so. But oh, he's coming like, on air today, yes, you mean? this no, is my first time. This so. is just the conversation. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad. And so let's talk about your interior. Did you say interior design? Yep. T- what? Tell us about that. Um, I do residential and commercial interior design. I kind of basically started, like, I was around, like, the construction business and industry my whole entire life. My dad, he does construction in Ohio. My brothers, they do it in Georgia. So my whole entire life, I've always been, like, hands-on with like building and fixing things and wanting things to be become beautiful so I'm like my dad's always like oh you're a girl sit down you can't do this you can't do that so I'm like watch me what can I do let me show him I can do it so I started building things and everybody will love it they'll love when they come to my house how my house is designed and 
eventually I started designing for other people. Oh my goodness. So, that's where it took off at. And I have to mention your shirt. I noticed that earlier. Success like is it. the best revenge. So yes. when, when dad says <laughs> girls don't do that or whatever it is, I'm like, oh, watch yes. me. <laughs> my whole life. You're, a boy, you're not a boy. Sit down. I'm like, okay, but what can I do? Maybe I could just make it beautiful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's how it all started. And you've started. done it. Yeah. And a clothing line? Yeah. Lavender. Yeah. Real lavender. Real lavender. Mm-hmm. And is an uh, online clothing? Um. Well, right now it's just, it hasn't, we haven't launched our website yet, but yeah, it'll be online and we're looking for a storefront to have it like local too. So good. So yeah, it's a swimwear lingerie line and it's basically focused on women empowerment. So it's kind of like that real lavender stands for like real love. Mm-hmm. So it's all about women empowerment. Incredible. <laughs> and is that attached to the nonprofit or separate? Um, It's separate, but um, in a sense, still the same. Because we still hold, like, monthly group meetings with women where we all get together and we encourage each other and we talk about, like, the things we want to do, our goals, and different stuff like that. So the nonprofit is more so, it's called Comanche Way Foundation. And that's more so on a line targeting, like, women who have been sex trafficked and uh, to bring awareness to sex trafficking to help stop it. Fantastic. So they're kind of the same, but two different things. It's still helping women. Yes. So, yeah. What is your, why do you think you've been tasked with that? Um, I think that it's been kind of like a calling for me because if you look at like my background, like with my parents and everything, how I've been raised, I kind of come from a similar background growing up, like with my mom and my dad. So I feel that it's important to me to help women that are in that situation because in that situation as well, you become, the children are affected by it. So me and my siblings, like, we were in foster care from five to seven years old. At 13 years old, I had to take care of my brothers. I have five little brothers. I had to take care of them, figure out how to provide for them because my parents end up being on drugs and different things like that from the whole industry. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it don't only it doesn't only affect the, the adults in it, it affects the children. And that kind of leads where their life is going to go. I know a lot of people don't like to talk about God and stuff like that, but I'm very spiritual and I feel like God put his hand on me and my siblings and we're, none of us have ever been in like prison, jail or anything like that. And coming from the statistics that we come from, there's no way that we should even be here right now. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's my main goal to just like help women who have been like my mom or children that are affected like me. So (laughs) she's a gem. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. How did you two get connected originally? Actually a fashion show. Yeah, it was a fashion Were show. you modeling? No, I was supposed to be some type of, what was that, an influencer? An influencer, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and then no, I, I was not modeling. Yeah, and I was a designer that was supposed to be a part of the show, but um, me and my business partner, we didn't attend it because she had just lost her mom and I had just lost my cousin. So I'm like, we'll still support you. And come, so we, and then that's how we met. Yeah, you know, and had friend. you been busy doing everything else, you might not have had a yeah. chance yeah. to connect. Yeah, I messaged her and I was like, hey, can you do my office at the restaurant? <laughs> and she came over and fussed at me. She's like, you need to get this done, this done. This and she done. did it. Yeah, she made it happen. Yeah, and still going strong since. Yeah. Yes. And when are you due? In November. November. Yep. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's going to be the god daddy. Yeah, I'm the god, I'm the god daddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Incredible. He's already spoiled, so. Yes, yes no yeah. doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, wow, you two are running circles around me. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I got to step up my game a little bit. And I love that you spoke to your spirituality because um, while this is Business Radio X, and you'll hear me say at the end of the show that, you know, some media leans left, some lean right, we lean business. I, I do my best to 
keep it neutral, right? Yeah. And and just be um, an opportunity for people to share where they're headed in their business, their success story, and also the trials and challenges that we've had, as you've both shared. And it is often here that people will speak to their higher power and, yeah. and their relationship with spirit and how they've right. been guided. I, I've certainly done that plenty of times myself. So I, I appreciate you uh, being vulnerable enough to do that. Yeah. I'm guessing you are kind of a spiritual, soulful man as well. You mentioned that you guys attend church. And, yeah, we go to CCV out here. Yeah. Yeah, we love it. I coach out there. And then I work with the youth ministry as well. But I, I, that's always been my roots, though. Even they, You know how they always say the PK Preacher's kid is a bad kid. That was me growing up. Okay. My dad, my dad is a pastor, and he has a church back home in Kentucky. So, and my mom, she's worse than him when it comes down to that. But <laughs> she's like, make sure you're in church. You know, what I'm saying every Sunday, if you're not attending, you better watch it on Facebook with us. So, I do kind of both. Yeah. But yeah, that's always been my roots, man. Is, is being in the church. Mm-hmm. Same. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned earlier when Mike landed in the hospital back in 2019, it was, I think, three days into waking up in my home alone, and he was in the trauma intensive right. care unit. And I remember Spirit saying to me, you are going to talk about this as it's happening. I mean, suicide awareness, mental health, addiction, all of that. I, you know, and, and I thought, oh, my gosh, why am I being called to talk about it while it's happening? I can't even I can't even breathe right now, let alone share my story as it's happening. And the next thing I heard, again, in prayer was, I've prepared you your whole life for this. And I thought, well, that right. sucks, <laughs> right? That right. is so similar. To be in love with somebody and have them a- attempt to take their own life and survive. Right. And then, and now these years later, three years later, he's no longer part of our life. He also is living with his parents. Right. As you mentioned, your, your son is living with your, or his grandparents. And I thought, wow, I've been a faithful servant. <laughs> I've been a, you know, a good girl. Right. And I never expected my life would, would have such trials and such challenges. And I'm ever grateful that I'm as soulful as I am because that's what Absolutely. gets me through every day. Definitely. I mean, that was one of my biggest drawbacks. Now that I look on things, like after the situation happened, you know, I tried to drown myself in work and drown myself to cope and deal with it around people instead of looking towards my higher power. You know, people. I thought that people around me would help me deal with the situation. And once I just shook a couple apples off of the tree and got back to my roots and started, like, attending church every Sunday and just being in my, you know what I'm saying, praying and stuff like that, that's when things started to progress for, for both of us, for me and him, mm-hmm. you know, and he accepted the situation. And like I told him, I'm like, man, we, we just got to just stay on our faith and, you know, pray at the end of the day. And ever since then, I mean, you know, you still have your little nicks and bumps, you know. Oh, for sure. But <laughs> still, like, on the on the positive side of things, everything has progressed. It's not that di- downward spiral that it was going through. Yeah. What would either of you say or what would both of you say to somebody who is uh, working as an entrepreneur or maybe even a startup or, you know, anyone who's listening and and they're feeling like they're at a point where they just want to want to give up? What what from from the heart? Right. I want to say don't no matter what voices you have in your head, no matter because um, I've dealt with that as well with losing my cousin. Um, like I said, in 2020, when I met him. Um, my businesses were flourishing and they were doing really great at that time. But I went through that depression of losing my cousin and it kind of discouraged me to start thinking like, you can't do this. You're not good enough for it, even though I know I am. And I've been approached by so many different clients, like to design Dwight's Howard house in Georgia 
And like some of the really expensive homes out here in the Biltmore Estate areas, I've got those projects and I've completed them and I was very good enough to do those. But something in my head kept telling me, you can't do this, you can't do that. So don't allow those voices in your head to tell you you can't do it, you can do it. Keep going. It's definitely harder than people think. <laughs> it's not, um, a lot of people are like, they want to own a business, but they don't understand what all comes with it. Sometimes you're working way more, not sometimes, most of the times at the beginning, you're going to work way more than a five, nine to five job. And you're going to give more, and you're not going to get that much back. But just keep going and keep going until you finally flourish. Because if you wanted to start a business, you're, it's needed. Not everybody wants to be a business owner. Not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. So if it came to you, it's needed. You're caught, it's your calling. It's what you're supposed to do. The world needs it. So keep going. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I understand why you keep her around. Yeah, <laughs> and what would you say to somebody who is not uh, sure that they need to keep going? I always tell, like when I, somebody asks me, like the youth always ask me like about entrepreneurship. I always tell people don't quit your day job. Mm. Yeah, speak to that. Because... One of the biggest things with having your own is finances. Mm -hmm. You wake up every morning not knowing when you're going to get paid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at the very beginning of this, I don't know how many times I woke up and tried to fill out an application or go back to a nine to five. You know, that's jobs. I mean, that's security, you know, getting the check every. And you just got to keep going through it, man. And everything is not always golden. As long as you've got a plan at the end, like at the very beginning, I, I mean, we spent all of our money moving out here, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I remember going coming home from the hospital with my four-year-old. It's when eviction notice on the door because mm. I didn't want to go back to work. And I just, I mean, luckily, my parents saved me at that time. But we just didn't, I didn't want to, you know, and I just kept pushing forward. And But two months later, I developed a vegan sauce, and that's what really took everything to the next level was that. But just uh, just keep fighting. I mean, it, it's a lot of hours. It's not as easy as social media makes people think it, it, okay, it is. Not even close. And that's no the way. thing that burns me up. Because a lot of people that, that portray being entrepreneurs on social media really have a day job on the back end. You know? And they, they're not they willing to say that. that. Yeah, they're yeah. not willing to expose that part of it. We've had a couple of guests on that um, have shared this phrase that... <laughs> There is a difference between being popular and proven. And with social media and influencers and those sorts of things, a lot of times we're watching somebody and we're thinking, oh, gosh, don't, they've got it all together. Yeah. Right. And yet it really is just popularity. <laughs> they haven't really proven that they have succeeded business-wise or, what, you know, whatever product or, or uh, that they're sharing. And that to me has been important. Like you, with your parents, I've had some angels, my dad included, right. and a very dear friend of mine named John, who've just been supporting and helping me through my transition right. and making sure that the business is growing. And I'm grateful yeah, <laughs> because absolutely. there's there's those days where I think same thing, like maybe I should just go get a job. Yeah, you wake <laughs> up and like, oh man. And then you know, especially with opening up like a new restaurant, like right now with me, everything is coming out, and nothing's going. <laughs> You know, I I might walk in there and I had just like I had an inspection the other day. I didn't know I needed a new grease trap. I'm like, how much is that? I look online, it's eight hundred dollars. I come and get a quote, it's fifty two hundred dollars. Oh, you know what I'm that's saying? That's slightly different. Yeah. <laughs> so just dealing with situations like that, you never know. You know what I'm saying? What you got to pay for, especially when it comes to supplies and whatnot. Yeah. And it don't have to be a restaurant, but just like sauce, it costs money to produce it. Yes. So it's just. I don't know. You just got to push for it. If you got that mindset and that willpower, you can do whatever you want to do. That's know? right. There's another saying, and I thought of it when you mentioned, uh, you know, just entrepreneurship and, and the hours. Yeah. 
uh, an entrepreneur trades out, doesn't want to have a 40-hour work week job working for somebody else, mm-hmm. but they're w- willing to work 60, 80, right. <laughs> an incredible amount of hours to, to work for themselves. Yeah. And I think that's that really is what, what we're describing. It You've got to have it, got to be in it. Yeah, definitely. Because you're yes. going to definitely work more hours. And at the beginning, you may not be able to afford employees. So you're going right. to yeah. put it all in there. Yeah. So just to get noticed, just to get like the higher paying projects or whatever to have build clientele, you're going to have to do that and work for yourself, market yourself, be your own camera guy. <laughs> like you're going to have to do all of that by yourself yeah. at the beginning. But just have a strong support system and like your family, your mom, your dad, a mentor, someone, because or it's also very good to have someone who's in business. And this is why I'm really great friends with him is because um, if you're friends with people who have nine to fives, they won't understand it. So it's like, they'll be like, oh, well, just go back to work. But when you have other people, they're like, oh, yeah, it was hard for me at the beginning. It was this. It was that. They'll tell you the inside scoops of everything versus, like he said, social media. You're just looking at the outside, looking in, like, okay, well, I want to get there, but how do I get there? And no one tells you. Right. There's also funding that you can apply for to start businesses and everything. So at the beginning, like he said, he started with his own money. So he was pretty much broke, and that's how I started. But it's there's so many so much funding out here. That will help you start businesses as well. Grants, funding, whatever. We was mm-hmm. just fussing. I was just yeah. fussing her about one just her recently. I'm like, hey, you got to make sure you get this in before the deadline. You know, we got to make yeah. this happen. Yeah. So, like I always tell people, my best friend starting this was Google. Google will tell you everything yeah, you want to know. Infor- it really will. And <laughs> not all the information is correct and accurate. Right. But, but if you you're, sa- sift, yeah. you're savvy enough, you can sift through it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Have you so um how did you learn about some of the grants and some of the funding that's available? Have you just just googled it and found out or are you a member no, of I found out through him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm a member of um ASU's Venture Devils program. I've Perfect. been with them ever since 2020. Local First Arizona is a great one I as well. I was hoping you're going to say Local First. Yeah. I was going to say if you're not familiar with them then you ought to be. So Absolutely. you've worked with them. They when uh when I had all the break-ins at the, the last one the guy had cut the electrical wires and mm. stuff and uh, Local First was the the program that actually reached out and helped me out, try to help me get back open and stuff. So they are great heroes. They are. They're great. Yeah, Everybody Thomas Barr, Kimmer Lanning. Yep. In fact, Jesse, our producer, and I just had a meeting with them. Uh, Local First has been doing their show here at Business Radio X for off and on for four years now. Really? And so, and as I've been trying to get to that next level, I went to Thomas and I'm like, I need help. There's aspects of the business that I haven't been de- dealing with yet. I've been putting off because I don't know what to do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and how can how can you guys help me? And so he arranged for a meeting with our new producer, Jesse and I, and, and his team. And I'm so grateful because yeah, they want to see us win, right? Yeah, and and they have the resources and they have the people who can help us. And so I, I love that you took advantage yeah, of that. He, uh, I called him and he, he came over within the next two hours after the break-in and brought me a check for the electric bill. Or the electric to get fixed, and then they raised. They did a GoFundMe and raised like ten grand. So, yeah, incredible. I'm super thankful for them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and you mentioned that you're you're coaching uh, sports. Yeah, my little one, man. He plays sports. He plays basketball. He play. Uh, he's really good. He's four, but he plays with like six and seven year olds, seven and eight year olds. That's his thing. So I'm just right behind him. I played sports when I was younger, but yeah, my two year old tries to play, but. 
He played no, soccer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most of the time he just laid inside the goal. <laughs> of course. Um, if it was As 12, any good two-year-old two would be right. <laughs> Man, he, he played for 30 seconds. He'd just sit down if he can't kick the ball. So I was like, yeah, we're going to have to wait on you, buddy. But he wants to do everything his big brother does. So Of course. Yeah, he's like the halftime show at the basketball games. He likes to run out. He's silly. <laughs> I love it. So what's next for both of you? I would love to hear from, you know, both business perspectives and also, of course, your nonprofit. Are you working on the 501c3 aspect? Actually, I am. My main thing was I wanted to have a meaningful name, so I was trying to pick the name for it, and um, that's how I came up with Comanche Way. My mom has called me Comanche my whole entire life. And I'm like, what does that mean? Why do you call me that? There's nowhere near close to my name. And she told me that uh, God told her to call me that name um, because one day I was going to carry the torch from her lineage to mine. So I decided when I name it Comanche Way, then that would be my, when I actually looked it up, it means a destiny impact. So I'm like, hmm, that makes sense. (laughs) So I said that I wanted to call it that. So that was the biggest part of like just coming up with the name. Everything else, I already knew what I wanted to do with it. Like, um, I know a lot of women who are in certain industries, and I know who women are who are trapped in those industries, and I want to help them get out. I want them to have, like, different resources that they don't know that they have access to. I want to do those type of things for them. So that's with the nonprofit, and I also want to create jobs for them, you know, housing and ch- uh, child welfare and everything like that. My niece is starting to do foster care for moms who are going through things like that as well. So they won't have to, because like I told you, me and my brothers, we went through foster care as well. But not every foster parent is like a good parent. And we went through a lot of trauma in foster care. So I just want to make sure that when their children are placed in homes, that they're placed in good homes as well. So that's one thing with the nonprofit, Mm. leaning forward towards that. My mom's helping me with the 501c3. Um, she's in Georgia. She also has a Hands Helping Hands uh, Foundation for battered and abused women in Georgia. So Incredible. <laughs> How can we help you? Like, who do you need to be in front of, uh, you know, for our listeners and our viewers? Um, what do you need? Well, I just, I want people not to be afraid. I know a lot of people are afraid to talk about those things, just to not be afraid. And there's so many people who are out here that are going through some of the same things. And as a lot of people, when they hear sex trafficking, they think about the movies and people being abducted from other countries and brought and forced to do it into the sex industry. But it's not just that. It's your, it could be your neighbor next door, your daughter in the same household as you who is being manipulated and forced to do this by men, older men. And you will never know because the girls, they, they try not to say anything because the only thing they see behind this is the lavish light, the material things that they can get from these things, but they don't see how it's ripping their souls apart. And there's other ways to get money. There's other ways to do things. And I want to bring awareness to younger girls so they don't have to go down this path with these guys or whatever. Like, there's a woman out here that can help you get everything that you want and who will teach you or give you the resources to start a business if you want to be an entrepreneur, help you go to school, help you do whatever you want, give you that, like, Real Lavender, what we do with Real Lavender, we have monthly meetings where we get together and we talk about things that women go through. Mm-hmm. So even just that being around another woman who's going through the same thing that you're going through and is is not different. Like I was young. I didn't get caught up in that type of lifestyle, but I was young around that lifestyle. And I understand everything that you're going through. So mm-hmm. I feel like I can help you with that. And a lot of people look at me like, you never, I couldn't even imagine you going through <laughs> half of the things that I'm going through. And you just seem like you have it all together. But no, I don't like... One of my main things is praying and God guiding me the way that I'm supposed to go.
but I feel like he's done that for me so I can help other people. So I can, I can look like I have it all together, but I don't. And like you said, God called you to do that in the time that you were going through it. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing that happened with me. And I'm like, God, I can't talk about this. I can't do this because I'm still going through this, this type of situation. How am I supposed to help someone when I haven't even made it right. out of this place? And it's, and I, back then it's funny because I wanted to start a podcast called The Unknown Now. So I started doing on social media, like different challenges to where like I was like expressing myself, telling the world things like nobody knew about me. Like, and, and people like, responded. Yeah. And it was po- very positive. And I was so scared. And I'm like, I don't want to tell people this. Nobody knows about my, my childhood and how I was raised and all the stuff that I've been through in life. But just me talking about those stories, a lot of people were like, I would have never imagined. And like just you of all people going through those things and. At one point, I wanted to stop, and a lot of, I started getting a lot of inboxes. It's like, please don't. Yep, like, keep going. Just huh. keep going. You're helping so many people. You're helping me. I read your posts every day, and I'm like, yes. Oh, really? gosh. I, I remember that as well. People would email me and private message me and say, you have no idea the difference you made in sharing yeah. your story. I have a son who's dealing with depression or, a, you know, a, a spouse, that kind of thing. And I read your posts every time. they. I, I wake up in the morning. I look for your posts mm-hmm. so that I can continue to read them to whoever this person is or me myself have decided to get help. It's about being authentic. And I hate yeah. to use that word because it's so mm-hmm. overused lately mm-hmm. or being vulnerable. <laughs> like, it's not being vulnerable or authentic for the sake of being vulnerable and authentic. Mm-hmm. It's really just doing those scary things yeah. and sharing from our heart that makes a big difference. Definitely. And and I thank both of you for that because obviously I, I had no idea that yeah. <laughs> everything you've been through and, and <laughs> thought we were just going to be talking about sauce today. <laughs> sauce and restaurants. Yeah. yeah what what's movie. Yeah, it is, it is a movie, right? What do they say? Art, is it life? My, my life, your entertainment. Yes, right? <laughs> What's next for you? Obviously, the restaurant is restaurant opening, opening, but what else is on the horizon for you? Or does there need to be anything else? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the restaurant, and we're going to try to find some more locations. We're working on a food truck. Outside of that, the sauces. We've collab ca- collaborated with a lot of big brand names. Uh, I actually just got an email today we're collabing with uh, Mattel, which runs, what is it, Hot Wheels? Monster. They're having a glow party out here with August 28th, I think. So we're getting ready to do a nationwide tour with them for Jupiter Rings, and we're going to be giving away free tickets to that. So stay tuned for that. So well. fun. And, and they reached out to you. Monster Jam. Yeah, yeah, my kids Yeah, my kids are Monster Jam and Monster Truck Fanatics. Uh, they do all of that stuff. So it kind of intertwined with them. They send them free toys and all this other stuff, and we buy a lot of toys. So I'm like, we might as well do business with them, so I ain't got to spend the money myself. Right. Right. But no, nah, they – they love Monster Jam and Monster Trucks, and it was only right. So it was mainly for the for the boys to do a collaboration with them. So perfect. And we got them a little YouTube page, and yeah, they're they're funny, man. I got the two year old. He likes to nap at twelve o'clock. He falls asleep anywhere. People love him on social media, and then my four year old's personality is off the charts. So people like to laugh at him all the time as well. So. My youngest is sixteen. Just started really? driving. Yes, and uh, oh, and he grew up. Uh, in front of everybody on Facebook. Really? And we, at, when he turned 10, we wrote a book, and it was uh, a little mini book. It was called The World According to Ivan. 
because I would post those napping those photos yeah. and the yeah. silly things that he would say. And everybody would say, oh, my God, this just it's so funny. It makes my day. He's such a sweet kid. You ought to write a book. So we did it for charity. And it's been six years ago already. Really? Uh, now, at 16, he's like, I need to approve of all photos. Really? <laughs> and, yeah, he won't let me do, you know, won't, won't <laughs> let like, me do no it. Co- yeah, exactly, <laughs> which which I honor and respect. Uh, and he's still he's still a great kid. See, uh, mine, they like to they grab my phone and make their own little videos. Mm-hmm. They, well, they, wait till they turn 16, right? <laughs> they like the little prank videos. They like to pull pranks on me and do stu- crazy stuff because they're brothers, and I love their bond. But they drive me insane sometimes because they all going to gang up on me one day. Oh, of course they are. And, and the baby, <laughs> she's how old is the baby? She's one. Wow. So she's like one and a half right now. But she's right along with the shenanigans with them now. Of course. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, Lord. I thought she was going to be the one to save me. But. <laughs> Give her time. Give her time. Yeah. So how can folks stay in touch with you? Uh, what What's the best way? It sounds like you're both on social media, on mm-hmm. Instagram and TikTok, or where do we it, find it just you? Is, well, I'm just on Instagram. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and what? how do we find you there? Well, um, my main page, which you can contact the links under that, is um, MS Miss underscore Pretty Ohio. I'm from Ohio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're uh, pretty. Thank you. <laughs> and, Miss um, Pretty Ohio. Yes. I love it. <laughs> and so you'll see like my Real Lavender links, um, my interior design company, which is called I Desire Designs. I have not uploaded anything about the nonprofit as of yet. Actually, this is my first time talking about Thank it you. in public. I love it. <laughs> That'll be listed on there as well. But if you go on my page, like you'll see, like go down my highlights and you'll see like my story is like on there. And I leave it on there for people. I wanted to delete it before, but like I told you, everybody's like, no, it helps so many people. I do so many different challenges on there, like motivational challenges. I did one, the book is called Accident is Given. So I did like a manifestation game with everybody on there. It was really fun. So accident is a lot of it. What was the book? Acts and it is given. Oh, yep. okay. It's the um, author. That's right. brain fog. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the same author who writes um, the Law of Attraction, I believe, writes that book. Right? Yes. I ask, so. ask, and it's given. Yes. So it's like it's all about manifestation yeah. and positivity. That's what my page is about. So, good. so you can get all my links on that. My website is I Desire Designs um, for the interior design. But if you want to know everything about me, you have to follow the Instagram. It's Miss underscore Pretty Ohio. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And you, sir, where do we find you besides the restaurant? Um, <laughs> websites is www.jrwings.com for the restaurant. Uh, sauces, jupiterrings.com. I'm on TikTok a little bit. My son really does that more. It's a Jupiter Rings Buffalo Sauce is what it is on there. But I'm mainly on Instagram. You can find me on there at Jupiter Rings Sky is what they call it out here. It really stands for Jupiter Rings KY because I'm from Kentucky. Right. But it it reads out Jupiter Rings Sky. You'll see all our shenanigans. You'll see good food and kids shenanigans. If you like that type of stuff, then follow us. Yes and yes. They crazy. You'll catch him on my four-year-old on there stealing the caddy I mean, still in the, what is it, the golf cart while I'm trying to hit a ball. Oh, no. And he's and doing, he don't, no, he's doing donuts behind me, just <laughs> laughing his butt off. And then you'll see my two-year-old on there just falling asleep everywhere in the so pool. So fun. Yeah, and a, he was on a jet ski, fell asleep, and we got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to go check out both. I'm yeah, excited definitely. about that. I am grateful for both of you taking time to share your stories. The real story, right? Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's important that we continue to be inspired and hold each other accountable as well. And it sounds like the two of you do that very well in your partnership and friendship. So thank you. 
tell us again the the grand opening. July the 29th, which man. is it's your my birthday. birthday, and we're doing uh, a mm-hmm. back to school drive as well. So we're giving away backpacks and school supplies to kids that will come. Okay. So that's going to be a cool and the thing. location. 91st and Union Hills. The address is 8976 West Union Hills, Suite 101. You can actually go on Google now and just type in Jupiter Wings because we tried to, we shortened it down. It used to be called Jupiter Rings, Wings, and more, but that's a mouthful. Okay, just Jupiter Wings. So just Jupiter Wings and T- trade the R for the W. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> w for so, the R. Yeah. <laughs> you can Google Jupiter Wings and you'll see our location and when we're opening in our hours. Okay, I'm going to try to be there. And get some good food, man. Yes. If you haven't had good food, I'm telling you, everything on the menu, we please everybody's either traditional or vegan. So we got everything from wings to boneless wings to loaded fries. Uh, For seafood lovers, we have fried Alaskan king crab out the shell, garlic (laughs) butter, fried lobster tails, (laughs) Philly cheesesteak egg rolls. Yeah. Lobster corn dogs. Philly cheesesteak egg rolls. (laughs) Yeah. I just introduced my chicken and waffle sandwich today, too. So... All right. I'm going to do my best to be there. And kind of running all day on the 29th, or what's the, yeah. what's the time? I'm going to work all day on, on my okay. birthday. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> I'm going to take a few days off before then, but, you know, I'm going to work all day. Because I work with local brands as well. Uh, there's a there's a French fry company out here and a vegan mock meat company called Recreate Foods, and they're real big. Not only do they do me, they do uh, Kevin Hart's new restaurants that he's opening called um, Hart House. And I'm I'm promoting and selling their their wings and their fries as well. Okay, so good for our listeners and viewers. Come yeah. out and celebrate with yeah. you. Yeah, come out and celebrate, have some fun. We're gonna have like some bounce houses if if it ain't 200 degrees outside. It probably might have some swamp coolers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some, some sprinkler. No, ma- no matter what, it's gonna be a good time yeah. and and come yeah. and celebrate with you with your success. I again, I appreciate both of you sharing uh, the reality of business ownership. Absolutely. And uh, and how mentors and guides help and support us and where faith comes in. So thank you both again for Absolutely. being here. Thank you for having us as My well. Pleasure. You'll have to come back again. You know I will. (laughs) You've been listening to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona, where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. Some media leans left, some lean right, and we lean business. Thanks for listening. 